Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad that we are you are back with us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us and our medical personnel taking care of us here at home. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Going to be opening back up. Turn and Spoon is in about uh, a matter of days, is from what from what I can tell. So you'll have to go back there and uh, once you know by the time they open up, it'll be summertime, and that's the time for ice cream. So go by and get you a nice frozen treat. And of course, Strange Brew has got two locations here in Starkville to serve you over on Highway 12, the original and the best, but not far behind is the uh, yeah. It's only the best because it has the ambiance, it has the tradition, right? To me, yeah. It's like you know if you built a a, a brand new stadium like. You know, the Cowboy Stadium is awesome, but it doesn't have the same, ah, that Texas Stadium had back in the day, right? If, if you I see agree. what I'm saying? I agree. So, the new one's got all the bells and whistles. The old one's got the tradition. Yep. So. And, and, and to each their own. Each exactly. place has their their thing that you can grab hold of. Uh, but <laughs> I just always mess up these, these ads. I don't know where you're going. Uh, but no, like... The new place, where I was going here, mm-hmm. is the new place. It has, like, a, a, this awesome outdoor area. Like, you can sit out there and kind of watch University Drive, sip on your coffee, your cold brew, whatever you got. The old one, like you, like you said, I mean, it's got all those great little nooks and crannies. Great for places, people like me that want to go in there and write or study mm-hmm. or do whatever. Every place of Strange Brew Coffee House, it's just got, a, got something you can hold on to. Something for everybody. Yeah. We'll go by and check them out today, Highway 12 or University Drive. I think I will. You probably already have. Yeah, I did. And you'll probably do it again tomorrow. But most people will probably listen to this on the next day, so I will today as well. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Our good friends over at College Corner, who have two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Uh, They have uh, the uh, location original over by Fleet Feet or over in Flowood by the Half Shell. And uh, they also have their website, which is where I would go right now because... You can still get that great deal. 30% off the purchase of any gift card. So, $100 gift card, only, only 70 bucks. It really doesn't get a whole lot easier than that. It doesn't get a whole lot uh, more simple, and it certainly doesn't get a whole lot better. They're, they're, they're giving it away. You guys need to take advantage of this special while you still can. So go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift cards in the bar there, and you'll get 30% off that purchase. And you can come to Davis Wade Stadium on September the 5th, or whenever it is. Not that I'm saying it's going to be later than that. It could be earlier. You never know. And you can come in brand new maroon and white merchandise. So look sharp this fall. The team's going to look sharp. The offense is going to look sharp. You need to look sharp. You can do it with College Corner. The good folks over at Advantage Business Systems know that this might be the time for you to upgrade the things around your business. And if you can want to do that, then you need to give them a call because they are the ones who have the sales, the service, and the knowledge to help you do exactly that. 
you're looking to upgrade the technology, you're in your current office, they have the deals in place to make a great, great situation for you. Copiers, new phone systems, new computers. If you need to up, update your mailing solutions, your document management software, all of these are things that they have expertise in. And of course, if you're just keeping your uh, employees at home for the time being, they need devices, hey, they can help you set that up as well. So please give them a call today and take advantage of their 45 years of experience here in the Magnolia State. 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel's got a Mountain Dew today, though. I have a Mountain Dew every day. It's just you don't always see I don't never, I, very rarely. You, you, haven't, you haven't been, you know, Mountain Dewing it up. haven't been partaking in front of you. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like, you know, you're trying to hide your Mountain Dew habit from me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're also, you've been rocking these SI hats a lot. I think the Braves are getting a little jealous of you. Well, I, you know, I found three of them, actually. Three Sports Illustrated logo hats. Mm-hmm. On eBay, brand new, uh-huh. and paid a grand total of like twenty three bucks for all three. Oh, so SI didn't send you those? No. Oh, in fact, I don't even know. Other than eBay and places that sell old stuff, mm-hmm. I don't think SI has any like logo gear. I-, I take that back. They are supposed to send me a polo at some point, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen that yet. But wouldn't make that so anyway. happen. They're supposed to send me a bunch of stuff. I'm supposed to have this cool. Uh, all this video equipment and stuff. Hasn't happened yet? Hadn't happened yet. Well, they need to get on that. Well, I'll be honest with you, as long as it happens before like September the 5th. Yeah, you should be Assuming okay. that happens, I'm in good shape. Actually, okay. I would like to have it in August if we have a regular or somewhat regular camp. Yeah, that's I- true. I'd like to have it then. That's true. All right. Well, enough of uh, Joel's equipment problems. Let's move into the rumblings. And that's <laughs> brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who want you to give them a call so that you can be eating better. It's just, it's not, I'm not talking about eating healthy. I'm not, you know. I mean, it's, it's important, I guess. But I'm talking about eating better. Eating better food. Eating top quality USDA prime in a lot of cases. We may be in the end times anyway. You might as well eat good. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the, if the Lord comes, I'd like to have a big ribeye steak on the grill. Be like, can I get like two more minutes? If I can have two more minutes until rapture, I can eat this steak and we can be done. Yeah, and I mean, Welcome Home Beef's right up there by University Drive, Main Street, whatever, you know, here in, in Stark, Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm i willing to bet maybe like a Streets of Gold location, too. So Absolutely. In the afterlife, we can I eat I promise you, too. in the afterlife, we won't eat any better than we will from, a, from if we give a Welcome Home Beef steak. I promise you that. Maybe so, that's like the the Welcome to Heaven thing. They like hand you a filet. Like, yeah. Came from Welcome Home Beef. They, can't, they might. They might be Heaven's provider. It certainly tastes that way when you when you pull it off the grill, when you pull it out of the pan. So give them a call today at 662-418-2021, or just visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef, and you can get a top-quality steak, burgers, roast, or pork products. And they've got some more specials coming in. They told me about next week. Well, we'll save that for next week, but new stuff coming in all the time. They're becoming really a complete one-stop shop for your meat needs here in Starville. I know that you go to Kroger, you go to Walmart, man, the shelves are, are empty a lot of the times. They're missing a lot of stuff. Deal with Welcome Home Beef. They can get it to you at a great cost, great product, and easy service. So give them a call today, 662-418-2021. And just know one thing, that whatever you get from Welcome Home Beef... It just tastes good. All right. It's time for the rumblings. Just a general, good old-fashioned rumblings here. Uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing out of, out of control. Which kind of, again, 
makes me feel like things are somewhat getting back getting to normal. Getting back to normal. I like yeah. that. So. And uh, you know what? It'll make you feel back to normal. Our first questions are from Justin Strawn today. At like now, probably 3.15 a.m.? No, nah, we're not that back to normal yet. Okay. <laughs> 8.53 a.m. <laughs> That's how we'll, that is the sign that things are back to normal. When Justin Strawn's questions come into us at 3.57 a.m., that's when I'm going to be like, all right, <laughs> we made it. We made it, folks. <laughs> that's when you'll know. All right. Uh, he wants to know, first off, no theme today, but what themed rumblings has been my our favorite? For me, it was the food ones. I thought those were the most fun. Yeah, I, I think those are the most fun. Um, the movie one was fun. I kind of enjoyed the video game one, too. The Is video it, game one but was fun? I, I would say overall, like if we had to do... I mean, the food one was fun enough that you and I decided let's do a second round of it. So yeah, I think that that wins for at least for us. I don't know about for you listeners. I don't know which one was the best for you all. Our wrestling was fun, but I know half of you guys didn't give a crap. Yeah, um, I, I'd I'd go food simply yeah. because we did a second. If we had to do a third one, I we could do food again and probably be a okay. Yeah, uh, I miss movies a lot. While there are tentative release dates for movies, I, 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 those could change depending on what the guidelines are in place. If the release dates hold up, what's the first movie you plan to see in a theater? I don't even know if I know what's coming out. So, you know, for, you know me. Basically, the only movies I go to see superhero are superhero movies. movies. I, I, Wonder Woman 84 is going to be on my list. Batman um, Year One or whatever. The Batman. Yeah. That, 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 that would be mine. That's on my list. I forgot um, about that one. But that I, one. We were, my, my daughter and I, my daughter's into the Marvel movies more than anything. We were going to go see Black Widow, but obviously that's been, but Black Widow's on the list. And then I don't know when it comes out, but whenever Blade comes out, I will go see Blade yeah. for sure. So that's sort of my, what I'm looking forward to list. Now, other stuff coming out, you know, I'll, I'll as it comes out, as it, as it shows up, I'll look into it. But those are the four that, for me, Wonder Woman 84 is, I guess, the most the one that's going to come out the, the quickest. Yeah. And I, I want to see that. Yeah, and I'm a big... Did you see you, Wonder Woman? Yes. The first, yes. It's great. I, yeah, I love it. I, Gal Gadot, am I saying her name right? Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. She, Gal, she, it's Godot, I Godot, think. well, yeah. she's outstanding as yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman. Like, she's does a fantastic I mean, yeah, job. Perfect, but, yeah. Um. But yeah, the the I am by you're like this with all superhero movies. But when I see Batman, mm-hmm. like it's no doubt going. Joker, yeah. I did not, but that's kind of a different deal. I've yeah. actually got it on the DVR now, though. Yeah, it's so good. I can now watch it whenever I get a couple hours. You you but, won't you won't know if you're watching a movie or the news. That's true. <laughs> These days, um, but yeah, Batman's mine, and yeah, you've played out your four. All right. I've read much about Mike Leach's offense using the mesh a lot. Can either of you explain what this play is and how it works? Would you like to get into that, or do I need to? I'll give you four. It's basically a crossing route. It's basically you're going to run uh, your two inside receivers uh, on shallow crosses. You're going to—it's—it's it's more or less like a pick play. Uh, you're going to try to see if you can get a, a rub and to get one of the DBs off. If you can get him in man coverage, and if it's his own coverage, you can just throw in front of the coverage, and you hopefully you know a guy can turn up field and get a few yards that way. But that's basically what it is: is you're gonna it's a it's a your your slot guys are gonna run crossing routes against each other, and you're gonna hope one of them comes open with minimal offensive pass interference. <laughs> is how we'll put that. <laughs> so um, that's where you you know you'd be a good slot receiver there. I'd be a fantastic slasher. I, I, I didn't pick him up this fat. I can't help it. He can't get around me. Like I, I wasn't stopping. I was out of breath. I sprinted that first five yards, sir. And now, look, I just had my hands on my knees. I'm trying to... By the way, did you see this, by the way? Every high school football coach from like 2000 down owes us all an apology. They, a study was released 
that putting your hands on your knees and trying to catch your breath is more effective than putting your hands above, above your head. head. Oh, because we always heard, oh, I put your hands up, your, your lungs Loser can lean. expand. Loser's lean is what yeah. they called it. And yeah, that's not true. It was not true. I want an apology. I did not see if this. If Coach but... Booth and Coach Salmon are listening, you guys owe me an apology. <laughs> Tell me, put my hands above my head. Put your hands on your knees. I knew it. <laughs> can you believe that? Every football coach in America was wrong. I I hadn't seen that, but that's... I saw that. Then I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So uh, I don't know the answer to his last question, so we're just not going to ask it. It's Is like, it one I might know or no? Do you know how FPI works? Um, no. Okay, then let's move forward. Is that football power index yeah. thing. Yeah, or whatever? basically. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea how that. Yeah. ESPN is that they, 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 is ESPN the only one that kind of does that? Yes. Yes, that's their thing. Yeah. Sort of like their QBR. They came up with their own ratings to make themselves seem, you know, relevant. Gil Manclang, your child applies for college. Ole Miss offers a full ride. Mississippi State offers nothing. Where are they going to school? Well, I saw this, and I think his wife, like, replied to this. Oh, did she? Basically saying that the Manclang kids... Get out your checkbook. (laughs) No Manclang kid will be attending Ole Miss. I thought that was hilarious. Uh Um. You and I are, mate. You and I are probably going to differ on this, okay? Because I'm not staunch. You cannot go to Ole Miss. Like, if what my kid wants to do, Ole Miss has the program for it, mm-hmm. or has the funds that are it's completely paid for. I mean, I, I I'm not opposed at all to that. I, I kind of. I mean, hmm. they can get a good education and come out of there making a lot of more money than Daddy does. Uh huh. Yeah, have at it. My kid can go to Ole Miss if I don't have to pay for anything. But I'm not paying for anything. You're not giving them a dime. No, you you need to go get a job. I'm not helping you move. You'll see me one. You'll see me one twice a year, basically. Be up there for maybe maybe five times if baseball's there that weird. <laughs> That's it. You know, removing- I swear to God, if you come home with an Ole Miss boyfriend, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm going to have some issues with that. How, how much of everyone's mindset towards this, can your kid go to play a school at a certain place, is based around like football? A lot of it. All of it. Because I don't want to deal with Ole Miss in-laws. <laughs> I don't want to have to like, hey, the whole family's getting together for Thanksgiving and I got to put up with, I don't want to deal with that. If I have Dr. Cal and Cade, and, and, and they get a free ride to go to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and then they go to you know, UMC what or whatever. What if they become Ole Miss fans, though? I mean, it'd make for some, <laughs> some tough Thanksgivings, too, I guess. I'm too but, old for that. I'm too old for But that. if they're you know, giving large percentages of their millions back to me, I think I could tolerate I just, it. I just want, I want to see Dr. Kate, Cal T. Coleman become like an Ole Miss bag man. He's up there buying recruits for Ole Miss. And you break the story. He just says, yeah, Dad, I got that kid to go to Ole Miss. Two weeks later, breaking news. I got my own kid disassociated. That'd be the funniest thing ever. I there would, is no way, though, like, if your kid has a free ride to Ole Miss, you can't turn that down. Can't turn it down. I mean, you're talking about... Getting back to reality. Talking about, like, oh, tens of thousands of dollars you don't have to pay. Yeah. No, I mean, go up there and get a degree. Don't you come home an Ole Miss fan, and don't come, don't bring one home either. I tell you what, though, Mrs. Man Clang, that that's maroon and white to the bone. Yeah, if you're no, she ain't, she ain't fooling around. <laughs> she ain't fooling around. All right, uh, let's see here. Next question. 
This was the part of the day where I tweeted that picture of me with the mustache. So I'm dealing with some stuff. Uh, the big doghouse said our, the new drink we were describing yesterday should be the Mountain Woo. Yes, that's a yes. great name. Good, we'll take it. I wonder if I can get Shane to come up with some concoction that includes. I bet he would Mountain Dew I with some kind of espresso. We're gonna thunder that drink too. That is caffeinated. Too. It's alpha. just like double. It's like triple espresso, you know, with a shot of Red Bull in it. So you drink it and you are it brings you out of a coma. Yeah. He's he's in a coma, doctor. Inject this drink into him. It's like a straight shot of adrenaline right to your heart. You actually you actually hear kickstart your heart when you when you drink it. That's how powerful it's gonna be. Uh Ben Smith wants to know if you weren't doing your current job, what other profession would you be in and why? I think we both have an answer for this. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. My, mine is one of two things. Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I can't really say this because I'm still doing it to some extent, but I, maybe I would be full-time ministry of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always felt the call to to do that right now. It's, you know, basically half the time I'm doing it. You know, it's it's one of those things I'll always be in. Maybe I, maybe it would be a full-go deal um, if, if I didn't also feel, you know, such a passion for sports. I think the Lord puts your passions in you, and I have that too. So, I, I don't know, maybe I would be full-time ministry if i didn't do that but also my family owns a funeral home so there is a also a strong chance that i could be a funeral director if i was not doing what i'm doing so right i think i, I probably would stay in the restaurant business i guess you know that this 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 job was my out of it so i guess i would still be in it thank god i am not in that anymore this these past few months would not it could not have been fun for that uh ryan nelson what Gosh, fi- i didn't even think about that just yeah like, yeah. I bet Papa John's working there is not fun. It probably wasn't that different for Papa John's because there's no dine-in. That's true. You know, but that said, when other restaurants close and you're open, you're busier. You know? Which maybe, I mean, it, it, for you it wouldn't have mattered, but people that are out there delivering, more tips. That, you know, I actually read something that they were getting less tips because there was so much contactless delivery. Uh-oh. People were like, I don't have to see the guy, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. You know. Ryan Nelson, what fictional character is amazing but would be insufferable if you had to deal with them in everyday situations? What fictional character is right. amazing yeah. but would be insufferable if you had to deal with it all the time? Like the first person that pops in my head is Ari Gold. Like I would not want to deal with that guy. Ever. <laughs> Maybe, uh... Is there somebody... Like the Invisible Man or something. Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to think like, you know. Because it would be insufferable to, I mean, it's pretty cool, a fictional land, but it would kind of stink to think, hey, yeah. I may be sitting in my house and there's an there's invisible another, guy sitting here looking at me. And he's naked. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he is. No, he couldn't be, he wouldn't. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like <laughs> annoying people on television shows and stuff. I mean, there's plenty of them, obviously. I just can't, I can't think of a whole lot of them. I to tell you, tell you, I don't. I don't watch a ton of, of a TV. I wouldn't want to deal with a. I'm trying to think of some shows that I like. You know, like The Sopranos. Is there somebody that you know, stands out? I don't know. Ari Gold is the first person that pops in my head for that. What's the most embarrassing place you've ever farted? What a great question. Ah. Uh, I don't have very many really good. Yeah. I let it slip stories. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I'll ship this around. I mean, I, I remember the. This isn't really the question, but I mean, I can remember the first time that let one go in front of the wife. Now that's when you know it's real. Yeah, I remember the the first time we were uh, we went out to, on a date and we were back at her house afterwards, just sitting around. 
and we had gone to El Sombrero, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, Jennifer, we're about to take our relationship to the next level. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I walked in there and handled my business and came back out. And I was like, "That's when you know, you know, she didn't be like, oh god, you know, it must be real at that point." Yeah. Um, you should have just dropped to the knee right there. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> no. It's you. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever just like you know just <sighs> I can't remember. I know I, I I left one in one time on the uh, on the air, like I didn't edit it out. Like we were, it was, it was one of those shows where I it was like with Bob, where I didn't edit out the beginning and I just let one rip and like the next day I had like four tweets like uh you farted <laughs> oh so you didn't realize <laughs> it? I didn't realize it yeah well, we, we've it. also left one in that only we knew about that wasn't us in Omaha you remember no I I didn't leave it in I oh you, you cut it, it out, out. I oh, okay out. I still have the file though <laughs> it's still funny as heck uh, if all the teams in the SEC man fourteen all right we'll try. We're represented by food. What food would they be? All right, let's 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 start with the with the West. What what would Alabama be? They're I mean, the fillet, fillet right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that makes Auburn like the hanger steak. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> they try to be fillet. They're not. Um, LSU is gumbo. Texas A and M would be brisket. Um. Okay, so if, is Mississippi State Edom cheese? No, st- state is a uh, is pork chops, just most just just easy, just easy food. Everybody likes it. Ole, Ole Miss caviar, Ole, something no, like that. No, hold on. Ole Miss is a cold chicken tender. <laughs> there, ice cold chicken tender. Um, Arkansas, Arkansas is ribs. I mean, they got to be right. Yeah. All right, over in the east. Uh, Florida is... could have went bacon with Arkansas. Bacon is better. You're right. We're going to go bacon. Arkansas, uh, I'm sorry, the east. Georgia. And a peach doesn't matter. I was going to say a peach is the first thing that came to mind, yeah. but that doesn't... Georgia is a greasy varsity cheeseburger. Perpetually overrated. Um, Florida. See, you think like Florida, you think great seafood, but Gainesville is not near the beach. Um... Florida is uh, I'm trying to think like what do like people in jorts eat I don't know (laughs) Florida is a Red Bull (laughs) they are just the they're just crazy people Uh, South Carolina is the mustard sauce because I hate it and I don't like Will Will Muschamp Um, Missouri What's the most bland, was, useless food? <laughs> Missouri is unseasoned mashed potatoes. Original potato chips or something. They are Lay's original potato chips. They are just the most useless thing ever. Uh, Kentucky is a... Uh, fried chicken. No. That, that's what they are. <laughs> Kentucky, fried chicken. Like, state should be fried chicken. That would be better. Uh, but yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky is fried chicken. Uh, Vanderbilt, it's, it's something fancy that you would never order. It's like foie gras. It's like, yeah, I know, I'm good. I don't need that. Uh, Tennessee is, uh, I don't know, some sort of whiskey marinated something or other. <laughs> a whiskey fillet. I don't know. Uh, is that it? Is that it for the East? Who did I leave out? Anybody? No, that's it. There we go. Did I leave somebody. I feel like I left somebody out of the East: Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri. Vanderbilt. No, I got him. All right. There we go. We did it. 
<laughs> I kind of just let you go there. You, you kind of got on a roll there. I did. I felt good. I felt good. John Cotton, why would an LSU in the 90s run of success in baseball be better than a single catch lightning in the bottle here for either football or men's basketball? It wouldn't. In terms of what? I mean, in terms of baseball fandom, sure, but uh, it would be far superior for Mississippi State to win a football national title than to win five national titles in baseball. No question about that. Zero question about that. Yeah, I mean, from a national scale... Mm -hmm. Now, this baseball crazy fan base would love five national titles. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It'd be fun to watch. But for somebody that lives in Montana, they're going to know about your football national title. Exactly, yeah. And they probably ain't going to care about your five baseball national titles. So from a national scale, you would much rather have that one lightning in a bottle football season. Yeah. Uh, the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program wants to know, if there's a blowout in a football game and there's a couple of seconds left, is it wrong to try an 85-yard field goal in order to set a record for the longest attempted field goal? It'd have to be shanked out of bounds. You guys are my life coaches. I need to know. I hang up and listen. So, let's, you know, there's only a couple seconds left. You've got the ball, I guess, at your own 25-yard line. And instead of taking a knee, we're going to kick a field goal. That's sort of weird. Well, i got to know the score here. Because, it's I mean, blowouts. Oh, it's a blowout. So you, you have no chance to win. Or, or it could be the other way around. You could be winning. Or you're big. way ahead. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's 42 to 3. We're going to go try an 85 yard field goal. I mean, I don't know. Aren't you going to embarrass your kicker when he's like 40 yards short and, and you know, the kicks the ball out of bounds? I think it would depend on who my kicker is. Like, could he even get it close? Could he make it interesting? If the answer to that is yes. You got Sebastian Janikowski out. There. And, and also something that would play through my mind I don't want to embarrass my opponent. Mm-hmm. So I want that other coach to either know ahead of time, hey, if this situation happens, we're going to do this, or me be such good friends with that coach that know. he's going to think it's funny kind of deal. I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to rub I'm something I'm going to say in. no. Don't do this. If it's the perfect storm. It's just it's just weird. It's just an odd idea to set up at, at the end of a blowout game and try to kick a field goal just to set the record for the longest attempted field goal. But yeah, but what if you have some guy on your roster that who is like invaluable to you? He's like some walk-on kicker or something. You're like, I'm going to put you in the record books, kid. I guess. Run out there. I don't know. Like, I think you could draw up a scenario here where I'd be okay with it. All right. Most times, though, I think I'm with you in that just take a knee and go home. All right. Uh, Mississippi State baseball fan, will our baseball players play summer ball? I don't believe there's going to be hardly any summer ball leagues up and running. Well, I hopefully will have you an answer soon. Oh, look at this. Because I have uh, requested, I guess I could just call the man, but I always try to do things the right way. I have requested to speak with one Chris Lamonis oh. here soon, and hopefully by the end of the week I will have you an answer if, well, he, you if he obliges the request. We'll see. Ford Polk wants to know, what superhero would you be if you could choose? I always feel like Superman's the choice here. I mean, why would it not be? You I mean, he literally could do you're, you're anything. You're basically invulnerable. Unless somebody has kryptonite in their pocket. Yeah, but in that's, that's the interesting thing. If I'm a superhero, right? So I, I didn't say I have Superman's backstory. I just have his powers, right? True. So there is no krypton. So what am I, you know, what, I'm not worried about it. The other choice is Batman or Iron Man because they're rich. Yeah, the thing about Batman, though, is he's just, well, Iron Man, too, just completely human. I mean, you could die. You could die, but you're also filthy rich. Yeah. So you, you live enjoyable life. Is cereal a soup? I say no. No. 
This is this is another one that's is a hot dog a sandwich kind of right. question. So here's what I'm thinking. I get what you're saying, right? That it's it's a liquid. It's got stuff in it. So how's it different than a soup? But if I take a whole steak and pour it in a bowl, put a put it in a bowl of water, I don't have soup. I just have steak in a bowl of water. Well, I'm going to go back to the example we used on a few episodes ago, and I'm going to say, if I tell you, hey Brian, I'm about to go. We're sitting literally right by a kitchen. Right. I'm going in here and I'm going to grab you a bowl of cereal. Do you want some? And you yeah. say sure. Uh-huh. And I bring you back chicken noodle soup. No, no, it's the other way around. I, I'm so, you say, hey, I want. Do you want a bowl of soup? And I say yes. And you come in here with a bowl of cereal. And I come in here with frosted flakes. I'm not going to be like that's not soup. You're going to think, Joel, you're the an thing, idiot. Soup is the liquid. All right. Yeah. So in this case, you're asking, is milk a soup? No, milk is not a soup. Simple as that. What movie characters remind you of each other? I think we would both be Big Enos and Little Enos from Smoking the Bandit, personally. <laughs> we would dress the same, but it's a bitch to find matching suits and a 68 extra fat and a 12 dwarf. Uh, I'm trying to think of who, who would be a who would play Joel Coleman in the movie. I already said Jack McBrayer, but can we get him to be super country? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who would play you? Huh? Uh, uh, the guy who played Bobby Bacala in the, in the Sopranos. <laughs> You've thought about this, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've, I've had this thought before. Because, I mean, how many fat, tan guys are there? Uh, what's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? I've already told you the story. <laughs> For me. <laughs> Ryan Nelson knows this story. So does Brian McDuff. I'm not going to tell it on the air. Let's just say that somebody was very happy when they left. It wasn't, it wasn't old Brian or his roommate at the time. What about you? You got anything interesting? <laughs> what was? Can you? I'm trying the to think. The story of, of Bubba. Oh yeah, I couldn't think of the name. Bubba. That was, <laughs> that was a girl named Bubba. Oh me. Do you have? Do you have an interesting story of a guest doing something? Um. Uh, yes, but. Yes, but I don't want to tell the story because I'm worried like that person may either hear the story or. Or, uh, yeah, I don't want anybody to get feelings hurt. So Okay. We will continue. <laughs> we'll move on with our lives. Sorry, it was Ford. It was just very humorous, and it happened a long time ago. Right. So. Andy Atkinson, the AA, the enforcer. Who is the best wrestler to have a supporting role in a movie, and why is it Andre in The Princess Bride? Yeah, this is. we had this question a few weeks back, and we sort of missed on Andre. Yeah. This is the correct answer, though. Yep. Hunter Gillen, if you could cover any sport besides the big three or professional wrestling, what would it be? Mm. I like that he calls professional wrestling a sport, personally. It's Any Rick, sport Rick Flair besides the big three or pro wrestling, what would it be? Um, if there was like a pro softball league or something, I'd, I'd cover that. I mean, I, I enjoy softball. I would love to cover, if I could move, I'd have to move to London, but I'd love to cover the EPL. That'd be a lot of fun. I mean, there is pro softball, but I'm just saying yeah. there's nothing like mainstream pro softball. I wouldn't mind covering golf because you get to you probably get to know the players pretty well. Yeah, you know, and that's a different kind of situation where like, I, mean, I well, we went to the you know the Southern uh, Farm Bureau Classic down the Sanderson Classic. I'm sorry, down in Jackson, like, and, it, and I've seen the Masters. The media, you're just indoors. You're just watching the, the tournament. You're, they're not out there on the. It's not like you're following the guy. You know course you know hold a hole and tweeting you from from out there on the course you're just sitting there in the media center enjoying yourself so i think that would be fun my favorite kind of 
non-diamond, non-court sport or whatever is actually probably tennis. Mm-hmm. So that, that may be my answer. I mean, I really enjoy watching tennis. So, so I mean, I, I could figure out. I haven't written a ton of tennis in my life, no. but I, I'd, I'd figure it out. Yeah, sure. Uh, Steve Mormon wants to know, is the first game of the season definitely set for Saturday the 5th now? What happened to I don't Thursday think night? anything is definite. Nothing is set in stone yet, for sure. Um, they, they recently said a few weeks back that normally this is when the first three weeks would start announcing their times. That has been pushed back. So nothing is set in stone yet. No, no, not at all. Uh, there, there's Is there a chance State could still bump that game up to Thursday night? Yeah. Yes. It has not been done right now. Right, it just so, hasn't been done. Um, My guess is if all of this hadn't happened, we would know one way or the other, but we don't. But it did happen. and We don't know. Yeah. Uh, where are we here? Ian Ladner, breakfast biscuit. Do you want sausage or bacon? Um, I'm actually more of a sausage guy in, okay. with, with breakfast. I'm a bacon um, guy. I, I, tonight we had breakfast for dinner. Oh, that's always a good and, thing. And, I mean, I had bacon, though, with that. But if I'm eating, like, a breakfast biscuit, I mean, I want sausage, egg, and cheese. I mean, okay. that, that's my thing. So that's that's the route I'd go. There's really not a wrong answer there. They're both good. Um, For me, way late late thoughts on Breeze staying another year. I'm fine with it. He's still playing at an elite level. I've never seen a quarterback get more hate for just continuing to play well than Drew Breeze. It's almost like people just write him off. And it's it's so funny, like to see ESPN, they go out of their way, it seems, to like talk about Manning and Brady and never bring up Breeze. You know, they'll talk about who has the who would you want in these situations, and they never bring up the guy who has the most touchdown passes in league history. And so it just it's weird to me. But yeah, he's still playing at an elite level. Now I don't know about Taysom Hill behind him. I'm a little worried about that, but that's probably why I'm okay with Breeze staying another year uh, because you know I'm not I'm not totally sold on Taysom Hill being the guy of the future. Well, you got Tommy Stevens. Well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, a Swenson, best Toy Story movie. I know um, you've seen them all. No, you, I actually, you're a parent. I actually haven't. Oh, which one? Have you not seen the last one? Um, I know what happens, but... In the fourth one? Actually, I may be thinking about the third one. You haven't seen the third one? No, I've seen... I, okay. I've not seen the fourth one. I okay, I haven't, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say one because that's the only one that I know from beginning to end what happens. Oh, the third one's the best one. Is it? Yeah. If you don't, If you don't cry a little bit... Even as an adult. Well, the third one is the one that I think I know what happens. Is that the one where... Uh, With lots of hugging bear? Yes. Yeah. Yes, lots of... And, and, yes. That scene where they're in the incinerator and they all grab hands, you think they're all going to die? You're like, if you don't choke up a little bit, that you're not human. Here's how I know what happens in that movie. We actually have... I don't, I've don't. i never seen it, but I've, we have a book of the movie. Ah, the book, yeah. So yeah. I've read the book 600 times. You should times. watch the movie. It's great. I should, yeah. yeah. The fourth one's just okay. The other, What's the fourth the other, one about? Uh, and the fourth one... Because at that point, Andy's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. They're living with the little girl that whose he, name I can't remember. And uh, her, she she, uh, she she makes a toy on her first day of school. It's like they, it's like a spork that she puts a face on. <laughs> Sporky or forky or something. And then she loses it. And so they have to go after it, try to pee. It's, it's, a, it's long and drawn out. Yeah. They find Bo Peep after all those years. Well, uh, better sunflower seed flavor, barbecue, chili, lime, or ranch? Barbecue. Barbecue's the answer. I don't do flavored sun- sunflower seeds. I, I want just the good old salty sunflower seeds. If I'm going to do flavored, it's going to be barbecue. Yeah. I would not. Ranch is not happening. 
Uh, how god awful are Sour Patch Kids cookies, and why are they twenty twenty in a food? I had no I idea these existed. Didn't know they existed, and either. I feel like I should. I don't want to know that. Now I, I feel like I learned something today I didn't want to learn. So, uh, let's see here. Miller time. Great name. Many in the college football media have doubted that Leach will have similar success at MSU to what he's had throughout his career because they question his offense against the good defenses and top teams of the SEC. At, Le- at Washington State, Leach won 18% of his games against top 25 defenses, scoring 19 points per game in those matchups. Not great. But Dan Mullen had almost exactly the same winning percentage against top 25 scoring defenses while at MSU and uh, only scored uh, 16 points per game. Hold on, I'm looking something up. Uh, this is a really long tweet. It's a long question. Well, he, he did a, a, like a, a notes note thing. Still? Yeah. Okay. Leach won about 30% of the time at Washington State. Mullen beat top 25 teams. Oh, sorry, against top 25 teams. Mullen beat top 25 teams less than 20% of the time. The media often discusses MSU as if what, what Mullen did will never be matched again. Leach's track record suggests that he will do just as well. Is the difficulty of the SEC being overblown? Here's the problem. And I, I, let's, I think I'm right. I'm going to make sure that I am here. One, two. Two top 25 scoring defenses last year from the Pac-12. From the SEC, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, six. So two to one. You're just going to play better defenses. So what you're saying is he had to, against Washington and Oregon last year, he might have had bad games. But against, you know, LSU is not in the top 25 scoring defenses from a season ago. They were 32nd. But, I mean, you just play better defenses in the SEC week in and week out. Yeah. Here's something that I've said before, and I don't know how well I say it, but when you're Washington State in the Pac-12, talent, when you carry it over, I mean, somebody somebody in the Pac-12 is Alabama. You know, there, there is a team over there. That is the cream of the crop, and cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cream rises, rises to, to the, the top. top. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is, you bring that over. Mike Leach is going to have more talent at state than he had at other places. Probably, right? right. He's going to recruit better. He's going to have higher rated recruiting classes. You're going to have a higher level of offensive talent to go against the higher level of defensive talent. And so I just feel like that it's kind of going to be the same. Yeah. And maybe you disagree with that, but I could see it being at a very similar level as it's always been. I think it's going to be a very similar level, but I, I do think that that is a uh, – it's just a, a, not a great analogy, just for me anyway. Um, I'm trying to look something up here. Hold on one second. If I could just – there it is. So last year, Washington State played four ranked teams. And lost all four of them. They lost to Utah 38-34 to Arizona State, 37-35 to Oregon. They put up points. And 31-21 to Air Force in their bowl game. State last year played what? They only Wow, State only played three top 25 teams last year? Never mind, my, 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 my analogy is, is wrong. But they were 0-3, obviously, in all of those games. But I would think that on average, year in and year out, you're going to play more top 25 teams at Mississippi State than you play at, at Washington State. It just it feels right to me. But we'll see. We'll see. But that said, I think Leach can be as successful as Mullen, assuming that the big picture question of, does his offense work in the SEC? If that answer is yes, then he'll be fine. 
He'll be fine. Assuming Leach is here the next four years at least, mm -hmm. we'll just look at the next four years. Yeah. What do you think state averages and wins? Seven and a half to eight. That's what it feels yeah. like. They'll right? have two eight-win years, maybe a six-win year, and a, and a nine-win year in there. Something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, uh, Matt Haynes, best pro career of any MSU football player thus far. Ooh. Football? In football? Yeah, yeah, football player. Um, Eric Moltz had a really mm -hmm. good career. Ken Hall's probably the answer. Ken Hall, multiple-time pro bowler, recognized as probably the best center of his generation. Should be a Hall of Famer. Fletcher's up there. Yeah, but his career hasn't had the longevity not, yet. Not yet. I mean, if, he, if his career ended today, Ken Hall had a better career. So, how much more does Fletcher have to do to be that guy? I don't know. Have three or four more years of having the kind of success he's had. Dak Prescott could get there. Dak Prescott could get there. I mean, Eric Molds is in that discussion. Um, KJ Wright has had a really good career so mm -hmm. far. Um, Reggie Kelly had a long career in the NFL, so I don't know. Chris Jones is on a path. Chris Jones is on a path. Yeah, no, no question about that. Darius Slay's on that kind of path. Yeah. Rank the top five Mississippi State line, defensive linemen of the last decade according to their MSU career only, not including the pros. Jeff Simmons is number one. Montez Sweat is number two. Then I'm going to go Fletcher Cox, Pernell McPhee, and Preston Smith. I'll put Preston Smith above McPhee. You're putting all those above? Based on what they did at MSU? Is Chris Jones not on that? No. Oh, okay. No. So it was just those guys that you just mentioned? Yeah. I can't see the list. No, it's not. No, no, no. He asked me to do it. That's my top five. Oh, that's your top five. So Chris Jones is not in your top no. five, is what you're saying? Yeah. No. Based on what they did at MSU? Yeah. No. His, his thing at MSU was always his you know, motors, which you always heard about yeah. with Chris Jones. Like so. he, he would kind of take play. I don't think he has that problem now. Simmons, but. Sweat. Cox, Smith, McPhee. That's my top five. I don't have any objections to any of that. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here trying to come up with a way to object, but I can't. So, All right. Best MSU football coach who never really enjoyed the sustained success that Cheryl or Mullen had. What? There's only, those are the only two that you can really pick. Everybody else has a losing record, I think. Alan McKean, that's the only other option, I guess. Joe Moorhead had a winning record. You're right, but I'm not going to go with him on this one. And Joe Moore, <laughs> it feels like I'm making a case for Joe, but I, you know, I will always the Joe Moorhead two years mm -hmm. will always be an interesting conversation yeah. to me because I look, we'll I have a fun deep dive if we're still doing this podcast in a few years with we it. sure will because yeah. we will have a good guess for it. Yeah, uh, but his tenure will always be one of those deals where I agree. I think with the decision that was made. But you can also make the decision that we just we will never know how that would have played out. There's a lot of people that will tell you they know how that would have played out. Right. And they may be exactly right. And like I said, I'm kind of on on board with you guys that think that way. But when you look at Moorhead's two years, his record was better than the two years that preceded him. Yeah. No, you're right. And, you know, given more time, could he have fixed it? Could, could, could the offense have finally clicked? I don't know. Get we'll you know, know Garrett Schrader has another year, and I don't know. We'll never, we'll know. never know. We'll never know. Andrew Madden, when did you first find out wrestling was predetermined, and what was your reaction? I don't remember reacting particularly poorly, but I, I you know, around the time that 
I became a teenager, you start realizing, okay, this isn't this is not real. Yeah, I think I we we talked. I about shared this, this on the yeah. wrestling pod, but yeah, 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 my, uncle, my uncle was like yeah. involved in a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, wait a second. Yeah. What was your favorite eating spot when you were a student at Mississippi State? Um. A Perry Cafeteria was a pretty good spot. Yeah. Now, are you, are you talking about like off campus? I guess, what? yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like, where would we go eat? I ate a ton of Bulldog Deli and and, yeah. and Abner's too. Used to eat uh, um, Bulldog Deli was one. Um, trying to think. We used to hit the Applebee's all you could eat riblets on Tuesday night quite often. Ooh. Um, it didn't have Waffle House back then. Um, we, uh, I think I did have Waffle House, but it was out on China Garden 182 or whatever, out towards. Yeah, you had, you would have had Waffle House. Yeah. I did. Just on the other side of town. Yeah, than um, where it is now. I'm trying to remember some of the other places that back in the day that you you would go hit up a lot. We had Quincy's a lot when it was here. That was before I was in college, but man, I loved some big fat yeast rolls. No, they're unbelievable. I mean, we would. The Coleman clan would sometimes, you know, Mama would fix supper or whatever, but we may have been in Starkville that day. We'd still swing by and get some big fat yeast rolls for the meal that was already about to have. Yeah. What's the most embarrassed you've been as a state fan for a game you've attended? Maine. Maine? Oh, no. See, doubt. I got out of there before that game ended. Oh, I didn't. I saw every uh, play. That's a good choice. Whenever I, whenever the game ended, I was sitting in those bleachers yeah. in the end zone where the students used to be yeah, yeah. by myself on the top row. Yeah. Really surprised nobody has like some picture of me just <laughs> sitting there by myself, mumbling to myself. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's got to be the 08 Egg Bowl. Got to be. And I stayed at the end of that one, too. I think I told that story about how mm-hmm. they all were filing out around me. I Why did like, you stay to the end of that? I was riding home with Michael Wardlaw, of all people. And uh, so, you know, he was at the game covering it. Yeah. So I had to wait for him to get done. I mean, I was there a full, what, two hours yeah. after the game just waiting on him. Were you, were you sitting in the stands? What were you doing? Uh, I, I ran into some people I knew, and we just hung out for, okay. for a little while. It was a brutal, brutal day. Ryan Sims, what's your favorite place to travel in the country and out of the country? I've never been out of the country, and I don't really have a whole huge desire to go. Uh, in the country, I mean, it's Las Vegas. I love it. <laughs> um, I mean, it really is simple, and I don't mean to be so basic, but that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Watching the Atlanta Braves play is my heaven on earth. It yeah. just is. Yeah. Um, I could If they play 365 days a year, and I could go to all 365 games, I'd, I'd do it. Um so that's my in the country right. take. Although I do enjoy the beach too. Yeah. So there's that. But uh, my favorite outside the country place. The only place I've ever been outside the country. Mm-hmm. I've been to Mexico on a few cruises, and I've been to the Bahamas on my honeymoon. So the beach, basically. Yeah. You want to go to beachy kind of places. Um, of the two, give me. Uh, granted, I was in an all-inclusive resort, so I guess I'm sure my my. It's all inclusive. It so. was definitely all inclusive for sure. My my. I guess I mean it was honeymoon, so maybe 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 I was just in a state of bliss. I don't know. Yeah. So Bahamas would be what I would say. All right, Will Fry. What is a TV show that you watched as a kid that will always be something you want to watch? Chips. Chips is a good choice. That's a fantastic choice. My choice is bad now, but I love the Cosby Show. <laughs> Can't watch it anymore though, unfortunately. I mean, I can watch it, but it's just like eh. I have a lot of shows though, like Fresh Prince. I'm going to watch that every time I see it on. Yeah. 
I never really, I never, I was a little too old. I never really got into. Oh, Fresh I Prince. love Fresh. Never Prince. really got into it. Um, I like Cheers. I, I mean, if Cheers is on, I'll watch that. Um, this is later. Um, but I mean, King of the Hills when it when it's yeah, on, I watch. That's not really. I was a kid though. When yeah, I, I wasn't either. Out, though. Uh, Ryan Morrison, which is the best Twix, left or right, and why is left the right answer? Well, because you read from left to right, so you always start eating from left to right, and you're always looking point. forward to the Twix, and so that's I, the first one you eat. I'm not a huge fan of that marketing campaign. I think it's really dumb. Like, it's the, it's the same. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get why it. I don't. I don't. It doesn't make me laugh. So, uh, Ryan Morrison again taking politics out of it. Do you think SEC fish, officials are watching what happens to the COVID nineteen numbers after the pro, the protest the protest and how it might relate to stadium capacity? Yeah, I think if there's a explosion in cases and 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 positives after all these protests, that's going to that's hurt the, the ability for the teams to open up. Yeah, no question, no question about it. One thing I wonder about though with these because pro- I could see there being more cases after this, but most of these people. Most of the protesters and things, at least that you watch to see on it, it seems like it's a younger crowd, right? Yeah, it does. It so is, it's, for sure. even if they have it, they may be asymptomatic. And a lot of them are wearing masks out there, too. Trying, yeah. Yeah. I Who don't knows? know. We'll see, I guess. Who knows? Uh, Brad Haynes, give me your top three places in the world you want to visit before you die. His are Jerusalem, Australia, and a tour of Italy. You can go to Olive Garden and get that today. <laughs> What are your three top three? I, I really, w- I don't know if I'll ever make it there before I die, but I would love to go see the Holy Land. So yeah. that would be, yeah, that yeah. that would be number one. Okay, for for me, as far as like if I could just snap my fingers and be there. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, where else would I like to see? I'd like to go to Paris. Yeah, never been. To, I mean, Eiffel Tower. Yeah, lots, lots of cool stuff over there. Yeah, why not? Can you uh, Huh? You got, you got one more. Mm. Australia would be fun. Australia. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, it's very easy. No, I, let me throw Hawaii on there. I know that's Hawaii. Yeah, okay. I, I'd go Hawaii over Australia. Right. Never been to Hawaii. All right. Uh, for me, it's pretty easy. I'd like to go to uh, used to be AT and T Park or Pac Bell Park or whatever yeah. it was. I like to go there. I like to go to the Staples Center, and I like to go to Stanford Bridge. And if I can go to all three of those, that'd be fine with me. Uh, dog lover, give me your top three breeds of dog. Ooh, I can do this. Okay. Um, no, numero uno for me is lab. Okay. Love a lab. They're they're smart. They're playful. They're loyal. They're, which most dogs are mm-hmm. with, with the loyal thing. They're just you could dogs, man. I, I tell you, if only humans could love like dogs, what a world we'd have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can just. You could beat a dog, and he'd still come up there and lick you when he saw you. He'd oh, love yeah. you to death. It's amazing. Um, but Lab's number one. Um, another dog I've always been fond of, just because I think they're just smart as can be, Collie. I love a Collie. Mm-hmm. You don't see a ton of just Collies anymore. Not outside of College Station. Yeah. Um, number three, I, I think if I, if I get a... I really like Dotsons. Okay. I may go Dotson. Th- th- those dogs are just, they're smart too. Not bulldogs? I like smart dogs. Very smart dogs. And see, bulldogs, I guess they can be very smart, but I feel like you kind of have to work with them a little more. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. We used to have a Mastiff. I thought that was a good dog. Not, not the smartest dog in the world, but he was very, very good dog. So I put him on there for sure. Other than that, lab and bulldog, whatever. 
Give me your perfect day. You have one day left to live. How are you going to live it? Mm. You better hope the Braves are playing that day. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. What a deep question. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, the, the realistic answer is here, if you had one day left to live, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't do things like go watch the Braves play. I mean, you'd probably go spend time, see your mom, dad. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's that's, that's thing. the thing, yeah. So, um, I would also get on social media and tell everybody what I really think of them. Start with you, Coleman. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's you. Tough. You would not. You wouldn't do the you things you're thinking. Yeah. No. Because, you'd probably be. You'd probably just stay at home and cry because you'd just be like, "Oh yeah, God, you, I'm gonna you'd die." You'd be tomorrow. overwhelmed with grief. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, It's not one of those things where you're like, "All right, I only got one day off and got with a bang." It's me like, "Crap." Yeah. You know. The the, the the impending doom. Would and your be stomach's going to be so tore up. It's not like you're going to yeah. be able to eat yeah, and you're just have a good old anything. time. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Rank the following facial hair. Mustache, shadow beard, the hipster lumberjack beard, normal beard, goatee, and clean shaven. Well, obviously clean shaven is not facial hair, so that has to be dead last. <laughs> goatee is second to last. Yeah. They're a little creepy sometimes. I don't know. A mustache may be below goatee. No, a good mustache is going to be like third. You know, like Gardner Minshew. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, okay. the, the mustaches need to be obviously ironic. Like, I know it looks bad, but that's why I'm wearing it. It's not. Oh, this mustache looks great. <laughs> you can't be like that. Um, the lumberjack beard is probably not good. Shadow beard. I'm not a huge fan. You know, if you can't grow a beard, don't grow a beard. I can't. And I've... But you, you, for a blonde guy, that's a pretty good beard you got working there yeah it kind of sucks it's you're doing the best you can it's, it literally is the best but I it's not do. the shadow beard it's not like the where i keep it like trimmed and it's super you know yeah the kevin Federline kind of look <laughs> and then there's the normal beard which is you know thick and lustrous like mine it is nice thank I you i don't know if i ever compliment you on it but i appreciate that. it scares me to death when you shave that thing <laughs> I, I only shaved that one time i'm not gonna shave anytime soon you've literally only shaved Completely clean, like once in five in the last three or four years, right? Yeah, the last time I had shaved before that was like 2015. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan Morrison, is it smart or dumb for professional athletes to voice their political opinions? I believe doing so hurts your brand. I think it can hurt your brand, but I also think that they're Americans and they're allowed to have, have the right. To- they have the right. And, you know, just the same as you and me. You know, and if you don't agree with them, here's the thing people, hey, tell me if you disagree with this, but. If you say, "Oh well, you know, I, I can't support," you know, I don't want, I don't want it. They already think that way. Like your favorite pro sports team, probably ninety percent of the roster is voting Democratic. So you know, if you're a staunch Republican, if you're a staunch Trump supporter, your team is probably already politically opposed to you. And maybe they don't make it super obvious, but it is. So you know, what difference does it make? I mean, it's just... And I know people are all wired differently, so I don't take this as a criticism, anybody out there. I don't care what my favorite athlete's I don't. political leanings are. I don't are. care. Like, if they want to vote whichever way, have at it. Like, I, yeah. I, just don't, I think we all have a right to have, vote yeah. for who you want to vote for and support exactly. who you want to support. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Now, that, that said, I mean, you, you also, and I, and everybody else has the opinion to, or has the right to think, really, you... You can vote for that guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's well, fine. I'm at it. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, these people, they're, they're Americans. They're citizens. They have the same rights that you do. Yep. I was like, you know, nobody wants to hear their opinion. Well, nobody wants to hear your opinion either, probably. I, w- I will say, if I was a pro athlete or something, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, would, be I, like I da- would not get in that I mess. would be Dak Prescott. Yep. You would. Ne- my, my Twitter feed would be the most commercial thing you've ever seen. You wouldn't see me getting involved. Has Dak come out in all this? These recent troubles? I don't and believe said he said anything? Yeah. I'd, no. Not that I'm aware of. Haven't seen it, but... You know, so... That said, today's current issues, mm-hmm. if, if you want to talk about the... It's, in my opinion, so I guess take it for what it's worth, it ain't really a hard side to pick, you know? Be right. on the side of life. Right. And right. treating everybody right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Zach Powell. Everybody always asks who people's favorite athlete is. Who is your least favorite athlete? Ken Herbeck's up there. <laughs> uh, Kirby Puckett back in the day, though, I respect him. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm trying to think. Like, it, It's so easy for me to, to just say Bryce Harper right. right now. I mean, I, I think that would be it, but it's all just laundry, though. If he put on that Braves tomahawk last right. year when he was a free agent, I'd love right. him. You got to look at retired players that never played for your favorite team. So it's Larry Bird. I, I can't stand Larry Bird. Everybody, oh, you love that. I hate Larry Bird. Uh, let's see here. So I'm having trouble. I, I mentioned this to Joel. I replied to a, one of the Chelsea reporters that I follow. He was saying that the women's Premier League over there, they're not going to finish the season. They're just going to name Chelsea was in first place. They're naming them the champions, and Liverpool is going to be relegated. Now, in the men's, Liverpool is the best team in England, and Chelsea is, you know, not. But I just tweeted, I was like, well, I say in the name of fairness, we should do the same thing for the men. Name Chelsea the champions and relegate Liverpool. And it turned into like 30 replies of, <laughs> and it's not like people were like joking, oh, that's funny. It turned into like a serious discussion of English women's soccer. Which I'm glad Chelsea's good, but I don't keep up with it that that closely. But I learned a lot today. Uh, Cooper Gordon, what is your most what is your favorite and most hated band of all time? See, I'm not much of a music guy, so this is going uh, my favorite band of all time. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of ACDC still. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if I, if if I would label them my favorite of all time, but for purposes of moving along, I will. My least favorite band of all time. Uh, I don't know. Ninety eight degrees. <laughs> uh, my favorite band of all time is Pearl Jam. Uh, my least favorite band. Of, I hate Sublime. I just think that's. I think that band got famous because their lead singer died. Uh, musically, they're they are terrible. I can't stand their songs. See, I don't have strong musical opinions. Is I don't have a lot. I just don't like that band. I mean, I have some that... Yeah. Like, I kind of think some bands are overrated. Like Nirvana, for instance. I kind of think right. they're a little overrated. They're a little overrated. I think, again, because Kurt Cobain killed himself. I think if they had just... I think if they were still making music, I don't think, you know... I don't think they would be as well thought of. They were also sort of like the first. Even though they weren't really the first, they, they were the first one to sort of break through in, in the grunge scene. Uh... State football. Okay. If you could skip the summer of 2020 and be instantly transported to the opening weekend of football season, would you do it? Nope. Because of baseball? Well, there's that, but, I mean, for right now, for me, is actually a grind, but I, I, I'm i enjoying having my children with me every day. Like, it's just okay. a cool 
point in time that I'm never going to have again. And so, no, I don't want to just throw that away. Okay. And That's... so I try and every single day, even though, the, I'll be honest with you, every day is a struggle to, to an extent when you're dealing with a couple of children under the age of four every day plus trying to work. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle, but I, I try and remind myself that ain't going to have this again probably. No, you're right. So. I don't. I, I like your, your what your thought process was, but if you told me I could go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow and it's September the fourth, and we're or September the second, and we're playing football the next day, I'm in. I would be in for that. That's just me. Though. I'm I'm ready for football. You also missed three months of your life. Yeah, but what what happened in that three months? I did podcasts. I did shows. You what, missed time with me, huh? doing this show. You, you, I'll be okay. That hurts. Uh, does it? A little bit. No, it doesn't. Uh, no labels. Okay. Uh, what's up with the TNL intro announcer pronouncing it Mississippi? Like what? How do you pronounce? You're gonna it? make me go back and now I gotta listen to it. Like I don't understand how you're how what Mississippi. I don't. The way you've got it spelled out phonetically here makes me wonder how you pronounce Mississippi. Maybe does he like really stress the e Mississippi? I mean, I can play it right here. You want me to? Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna do this. Right, let me see if I can do this. I mean, I can do it on the computer here. There might be a little bit, a uh, little better sound here. <laughs> you have it right. right well, there I, on can, your I can get to it here. All right. Well, here we go. I mean, I don't listen to our intro hardly ever. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I don't I, really I, know I, how he says. <laughs> I've never really taken the time to listen to. I it. heard it when it originally happened, and I heard it when they changed it to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And that's about right, it. Here we go. Let's, this is today's pod. Let's see what happens here. I don't, Alex. I don't know if this is going to work or not. Does not appear wow. to be working here. Uh. <laughs> Didn't mean to cause technical difficulties here. Try this. Let me try going over to SoundCloud and see if that works. I was doing it straight from uh SoundCloud should work. It should. No, it's just not working. So alright, you try it over there. Here we go. Riveting. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi, Mississippi. State Sports. Like I'm not. I mean, it's just radio voice, though. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing what the problem is. Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. True. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. Woo. All right. After listening to that, I'm not hearing what the problem is. Super so, Talk Mississippi. I mean, yeah, it's, that's that feels right to me. I do think he does just a little. I, I will grant him that the the last part of Mississippi is emphasized a little, maybe a little more. Okay, I would not have noticed it otherwise yeah. if you hadn't pointed that out. Right. Matt Black, have either of you ever marked out trying to interview a former player you grew up watching? Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe the closest for me, because mm-hmm. until last year. When they came back for the Ring of Honor, I'd never talked to Will Clark. That was that's where I was going. Will Clark and Rafael Palmero. And, and Clark and Palmero, I mean, because for me, when I'm four or five years, six, seven, eight years old, coming up as a kid, mm-hmm. those guys are long gone from Mississippi State. Those yeah. are pro ball players, like yeah. in Palmero's case, especially on like a Hall of Fame track. Mm-hmm. 
And Will Clark, of course, was an it awesome was, player. It, it was and, something to sit there and stand there and hold the recorder and yeah. be talking to Will Clark. Yeah. I didn't mark out, but in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, I'm talking to Will Clark. Yeah. That, for me, that that's That was the, probably the closest mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I haven't really been anywhere else where I was just like, wow. What? The only thing that was close was my first SEC media days and being in the room when Spurrier walked in. I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And, so, you know, even um, – and we still talk to him at least once a year – when he comes back for his camps and things on campus, but Dak, like Dak, to me, well, I mean, it's not, it's not the same. No, because like I remember you As a, coming up here and we talked to you every old, day. Yeah, yeah, I talked to him every day. So, so it's like, yeah, I mean, you did a sit down with him. It was your Twitter picture for a long yeah. time. Yeah, and, and like if Dak comes in, I, I feel like he's he always does. He would give me a fist bump. Like I don't yeah. know. If, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just different. Like Will Clark, I see those guys. Will Clark Palmero is like big league. Yeah, it's different. I, I didn't know it's them different. as bulldogs. Right, right, right. Uh, Keeves Wright, rank the AFC and NFC divisions from most competitive to least competitive. All right, in the NFC, it's got to be the South, right, is number one with the Saints, Saints Tampa Bay, Tampa, Atlanta Falcons, is, is close there. enough, and then the, the Panthers, I don't know what the Panthers are going to be this year, but yeah. you know, two years ago they won 11 games. Um, and then probably the East, no, no, the West, because San Fran – Seattle. Actually, I think about it. The West is probably the be- the best division because you got three really good. I, the Rams dropping back to nine wins last year was weird. They went to the Super Bowl the year before mm-hmm. that. The last two NFC teams to go to the Super Bowl have been from the West, and then Seattle's always good. So I would go West, West South, South, East. You know, with the Cowboys and the Eagles, the NFC North is not great. The the, the, the Vikings are just. I mean, I know they beat the Saints. Don't don't start with me, but they they don't strike fear into anybody. The Packers look like they're on the way down, and the Bears and the Lions suck. So that, that that's, that's, fair. that's where we're going. That's, that's totally west, fair. south, east, north. Yeah. In the AFC, Tom Brady and Gronk and all those guys leaving yeah. New England that that takes the East out of the question. Yeah, yeah. I, think. I mean that the East is probably the weakest yeah, division. Yeah, I, I think so. The North, now uh, the South, the AFC West is probably again the toughest because you have the Chiefs. Um, the Chargers are, are, are going to – I don't know, though. The AFC is just – the AFC has two of the best teams in the Ravens and the Chiefs, and then it's just sort of like, eh. I mean, the Patriots well, the, aren't that great. The Texans aren't that great. The, the South might be the answer here because the Texans, Titans, the Colts are going to be better this year with Phillip Rivers. The but, AFC is to football kind of what the American League was to baseball a year for a ago. Long time, yeah, yeah. Well, it, just a year ago oh, where you, you have like kids, some yeah. top-heavy teams like the Astros and Yankees and – and then you just have crap at the bottom, kind of. Yeah. And whereas in the like in in the NFC, you have a lot of good teams. Whereas last year in MLB in the National League, you had basically everyone was competing except for like the Marlins. Yeah. All right. And so, so, so yeah, it's, the, it's probably the South, the West. Now I'm gonna say the South. The Steelers are gonna be back this year. South, North, West. You know, when you were talking about NFC East. South a while ago, you didn't even did you even mention Tampa Bay? Yeah, I said did you Saints, okay. Tampa Bay? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know what I know what I know, you where, know where he are, is. Yeah. I know who's there. Sheldon Nations, what's the hardest hit ball you've ever seen at Duty Noble Field? Brent Rooker against Kentucky's up there. That ball was murdered. Um, I'm sure Jordan Westbrook. Josh Hatcher probably, hit one last year that went over the center field yeah, wall. That was a that shot. was a bomb. I'm sure we saw a Westberg line drive to short or something at some point. That <laughs> yeah. was had like 110 yeah. exit velocity. Um, for I saw, I think it was Eddie Furness hit one out 
back in the 90s. And he just absolutely destroyed one. I saw Richard Lee put one out almost – I thought he hit the uh, the batter's eye from where he was. Foscue hit one in 19. It was like a line shot over the left yeah, wall. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, you know who had one this year? Pimentel's home run yeah. was crushed. Like, that was one – as soon as he – as soon as he made contact, it was gone. McNamee's home run last year. That ball wasn't – as soon as he hit it, though, I knew it was out. So South Carolina had a guy last year hit a monster. I don't remember his name. It was in the game that they won, the Saturday game. So it's in a lot of them, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's see here. Ryan Pace, which, this is the classic question. Would you rather fight a 1,000 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? And Why? Uh, you got to go with the one horse-sized duck, don't you? Don't you have to fight that are one? Are you insane? As opposed to a thousand Could, things hopping here, on right, you? Here's, here's how we're going to look at things. All right. Take the what they are out of the equation, right? Would you rather fight ducks or horses? Ducks. I mean, a horse is huge. If it kicked you in the face, you would die. Well, now this it's a duck. It's got massive feet. It's going to kill you. Or it could, could probably just, swallow could you whole. It peck you to death. One yeah. one peck could take your head off. A thousand duck-sized horses, you could step on them. They can't fly. But there's a thousand. You can kick them. There's no way. I'm, I'm taking the thousand duck-sized horses. A hot take. They'd both kill you. I don't think... How would a, a duck-sized... What's it going to do? I mean, they could... I don't know how it's smart size, these it things... Can't hurt. I don't know how smart these things are going to be. But, I mean, if they just, like... Gather up around your legs and feet. You're not going to be able to go anywhere. And then you, you can just fight them fists. off. You can fight them off. Ah, a duck size, a horse sized duck. Eventually, is you're going to fall down, and these a thousand things are going to trample over your head. I guess. So I think you're dead either way. I would much rather. I feel like I have a much better chance against. And the see, duck my thing is, if you go with the one horse sized duck, mm-hmm. one peck, you're just out. I mean, it's yeah. over with. Would you rather you fight a thousand Joel sized hate ads or one hate ad sized Joel? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Ryan Pace again. This isn't sunshine pumping. I really think Nikki McCray is an upgrade for our women's basketball program. And I know how big a statement that is. Thoughts? That's a bold statement. I think that's sunshine pumping. (laughs) That feels like sunshine pumping, yeah. Vic Schaefer is one of the top, is arguably the greatest coach in Mississippi State history. He is the third best coach in women's basketball right now. He's behind Geno and Dawn. I would take him, you know, Muffin McGraw just retired. I would take him over anybody else. He will win at Texas. McCray, I mean, yeah, her resume is good and it looks good on paper, but we haven't seen it yet. So, that's that's. Could it be? Sure. And again, we talked about him a minute ago, and this isn't a knock on him. It's just Joe Moorhead had the resume yeah. when he came in, yeah. and it didn't work. Yeah, at least not as well as people wanted it to. Exactly. And uh, so, I mean, you can have the greatest resume and feel good about it, but until you see it, it's dangerous to say. Yeah. <laughs> make any big declarations. I agree. Peyton Stewart, even as a lifelong Bulldog fan, I still don't fully understand what is meant by saying Ron Polk changed college baseball. What exactly is meant by this? I mean, it wasn't a sport that people watched prior to Mississippi State sort of taking off. Like, he he put together the team that brought fans to Duty Noble, which made... and what happened was in the SEC, nobody cared about college baseball. Kind of became a, started the arms race a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, people saw that state was doing it, and they were like, "Well, we could do that." And that's where you get start getting better coaches. And yes, Ron Polk is the godfather of college baseball. There's no question about that. 
Another one from Peyton. If you could bring any two former Bulldog players, coaches, or faculty members on for an interview and ask them anything, what would it be and what, what question would it be? Uh, Canizero would be a Canizero good choice. Canizero would be... Moorhead would be a good one. Kroom. Any coach who was fired would be a good choice. Stansberry would be a good one. Uh, former player. <sighs> Bernardo Sidney. You know, it, there's not going to be a lot of positive ones. You know, I, I want to find out like the dark side yeah, of the ring like, kind of I stuff. I mean, because all the positive stories, they but, don't mind talking about those. Yeah, yeah I want to talk about Bernardo Sidney, like stories. what happened. You know, Dante Walker. Uh, you know, guys like that. Uh, Graham Yateman, if you go back to 2017, who would you have hired instead of Moorhead, knowing what you know now? Who was available back then? Well, Jeremy Pruitt was the guy that everybody was sort of pointing at. Yeah. And he seems to have gotten it going at Tennessee. I mean, do you think he could have done? Do you think he would have succeeded at state? I don't know why. I mean, he had a good, good enough resume. He's a good coach. I think so. I mean, could you go back to 2017? Could you get Mike Leach then? You know, I don't know. Then you get Mike Leach. Well, I guess he could have brought somebody else in. But well, what I was going to say, then, then you got Mike Leach with Nick Fitzgerald. Do you? Who came in 2018 to Washington State? Gardner Minshew. Oh. Who would have crawled over glass to come to Mississippi State. <laughs> Think about that. Can you imagine? That? Now, Fitzgerald would not have taken that well, but imagine if Gardner Minshew had come in and, I mean, imagine. That's, that's an interesting story, right? And he would have come. He Oh, he would have been here. <laughs> he would have been here. No question about that. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe that's who you, what you do. You just you bump up Leach a couple of years. Yeah. Gosh. I, 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 the Minshew thing just popped into my head when I thought. I was like, can you imagine? Oh, that would have been a great story. Uh, Lynn McLaughlin. Let's say Costello passes for 4,500 yards, and Hill has 1,085 yards. Random. 155 carries and 925 yards on 90 receptions, and the defense is around top 30. What's our record at years in? 11 and I was one. I going to say like 10 and two. 11 and one. They lose to Alabama. That's it. I mean, that's at least between those two guys right there. That's at least 50 touchdowns. Well, forget that. You just said that State had what like a top 30 defense. Top 30 defense to go with. To go with what you know, Mike Mike Leach is going to put up points. That's that's almost that's almost six thousand yards of offense between two players. I haven't gotten any yardage out of any other running backs yet, <laughs> and I'm at six thousand yards, and I got a top thirty defense. You're eleven and one. You might be undefeated. <laughs> no question. That that is that is absolute well, pie I mean, in the you sky. You just said right a minute there. ago that LSU was what like 32? 30, 32. Last year? Yes, that, that's what you just and gave that's me. that's what you just did. You just gave me LSU from a season ago. Basically. Yeah. God, that'd be insane. <laughs> Can't imagine that. There's no way. How, how much? What's the yards per carry on that? I need to get the calculator out. Well, I can do it right here. Well, I mean, I can do it right here. I'm not worried about that. 1,085 divided by 155. That's seven yards a carry. Oof. And that's also ten, over 10 yards of reception. Hmm. Kyle Hill, now that's the kind of numbers where you're talking about maybe he's in, and one of those guys would be in the Heisman race at that point. Hank Helmers wants to know, is Gordon solely the best play-by-play announcer of all time? I say no to that. No, to me it's Jim Ross. Jim Ross is the answer, yeah. And that may just be a matter of where we grew up and, I don't know, you saw more than I did, though. I mean, yeah. you got a little extra time on me, but, but yeah, Jim Ross. Jim Ross is always, always the guy. Yeah. Always the guy. Um, Ethan Brazil. Is there anywhere on the Starville High quarterback that was pretty good? Did State ever offer him a scholarship? Luke Altmeyer has a scholarship offer from Mississippi State. 
Uh, I don't think Mike Leach has, has gone after him very hard because Sawyer Robertson was his first choice. Yeah. Leach and company are really high on, on Robertson and Greek, as far as yeah. I know. And um, I think they also would take Ty they, Keys. Well, and of course, I talked to Ty not too long ago, and he was saying that State's staying in contact with him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, State's only taking two QBs in this right. class. Sawyer Robertson's going to be one of them. Right. And so, and um, I don't think Luke Altmyer wants to be QB2. Mm-mm. So now, I, don't, I mean, I don't think you would take Sawyer and Luke. I mean, you would take Sawyer and Luke in the same class, mm-hmm. but I don't think Luke would want to be in the same right. class as Sawyer. Keys is a little different story, I think, because maybe Keys thinks, well, if it doesn't work out a quarterback, I could play a different position. I don't think Altmaier can play a different position. So and he shouldn't. Yeah, and you know, he's. I mean, he just got an Alabama offer. I wonder if that's going to do anything to him, but we'll see. I would think it. Would it should make him think. You got to think about it. Yeah, uh, the ginger beard man. On a team devoid of wide receiver talent, Javante Payton had more special teams tackles than receptions in 19, yet I still hear fans and media say things like, you know what he brings to the table. No, you don't. Why should I expect more from him than under Leach and any freshman wide receiver? Payton was like the darling of preseason oh, practice. Oh, he looked great. Looked great and, in and, camp. And two, I don't have much to share on this, but he was one of the guys that uh, – I talked to Sp- Steve Spurrier Jr. the other day. He was one of the guys that – Spurrier mentioned by name as, yeah. as like, and granted, Steve Spurrier also mentioned we really haven't seen any of these guys catch a football yet. Yeah, um, it, it you know live, um, but he did mention Peyton as a guy that he thought could have yeah. a lot of success in this offense. I mean, I, I do agree that you know you don't know you don't really know what you're getting with him, but at the same time, I think he's talented. So, uh, Andy Atkinson comes back to us. Where did the term week zero come from? Zero is nothing. If there are games happening during the span of a week, wouldn't that be week one? That's a good question. It is. I don't really know the answer to There's it. There's so few games, though, in that week zero, and that's where yeah. it comes from. Yeah. But I'm with you. I mean, if they play games, and let that be week one, and then when everybody plays, they just week two. Yeah. Uh, Alan Kimbrough, what's your favorite marshmallow roasting point? So like, you're making spores. I, yeah, spores. I, I like to have a good bit of, of like but, color on it. Like, see, I'm more of a light brown. Really? Yeah. I don't want it super dark. I don't mind having it. I mean, I don't want it burnt. Right. But you want it to be good and dark brown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not for me. Josh Patrick, who's the person you were most nervous or anxious to interview? Oh, uh, most nervous or anxious to interview. Mm-hmm. I wasn't nervous and I wasn't anxious. Mm-hmm. That post egg bowl uh, with yeah. Joe Moorhead, yeah, you just knew that was going to be something. There was going to be something said there, yeah. And and so I don't know if the words excitement or in, in this business press conferences generally are blah. Yeah, you knew that one was going to be different. Yeah, for and better it, so, or for worse, and it was. And boy, it was much more different than I could have ever imagined. We didn't have any expectation of it being different, but the after the LSU game was different too, where he came in and was very yes. very emotional. Yes. Um, but the the answer for me on this is back uh, maybe like the first year of Bulldog Sports Radio. I was doing this is our show, and we got an interview with Cohen when he was still the coach, and I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, I've, I've never, I had never, because you got to remember with baseball, I never went down on the field after the game. I always did like a quick recap and put up, put up an audio file. So I had no real relationship with Cohen. Yeah. Like, I don't think he really knew who I was. Yeah. And uh, so we had that interview set up 
and it was for a Sunday. It was we were interviewing him on a Sunday afternoon, me and Stephen Augustinelli, and I was just like, oh god, please, like please don't let the audio mess up or something. I was just so I was just nervous yeah. about it. So yep. ended up getting making it work out though. And I. I was a little bit nervous, and I got to cover some Cohen coaching, obviously, so I kind of knew him before he was the AD. Right. Um, but there was a little bit of a little piece of me because I mean, we see how intense John Cohen yeah. is as a coach. Yeah. When he became AD, I was a little bit iffy on that. And like John Cohen is really, in my opinion, pretty fun to deal with as an AD. Like, yeah, he's if fine. You, if now. you need, if you need something from him, if you have a question, if you have, I mean, odds are he's going to help you. Yeah. And. I don't know. As a media person, I really appreciate how he yeah, handles us. Uh, Steven, that's all it says. What's the story with, ha- with what happened with Marcus Bullard? Too young to have known. I mean, I don't I don't really know what you're asking here. Like, you're asking what happened in the Final Four game? Or, you know, he, I mean, he got arrested after uh, his after the 96 season and has been in and out of prison ever since. Uh, the 96 Final Four game, there was a lot of talk that <laughs> he might have been on the take. He turned the ball over, I think, nine times in that game, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a kid, he got arrested in high school. Uh, his first couple years of college, he's able to get through, but then he got arrested again. And like I said, since then, he's just sort of been in and out of prison. Uh, Alex Barham, what three sports movie characters would you pick to join the big three sports at MSU? So from football, who do we want? Mm. Bobby Boucher. I mean, we need a linebacker, right? I can't. <laughs> Mr. Coach Leach. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's an interesting choice. I was going to go with a – I mean, if I'm going to go linebacker, I would go Alvin Mack from the program, <laughs> pre, pre-knee injury. What about for basketball? Um, Air Bud, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but Jimmy Chitwood. Yeah. I need somebody I can just try, I can just he can just knock down those shots. If you can knock down your shots, that's all I really need from you. The other answer would be Neon Boudot from Blue Chips because it was Shaq. Yeah, I was going. I was sitting here trying to in my mind. I was thinking, what was Shaq's name? In Neon Boudot. There you go. Uh, and then for baseball, uh, Henry Rowan Gardner pre his arm going like, back to normal. Yeah, after injury, pre rehabbed Henry Rowan Gardner. Give me three years of him throwing 99, 102, whatever it was. That'd be pretty good, yeah. All right, yeah. Can I get, can I get, can I get Pedro Serrano just knocking balls into the left field lounge? That'd be fantastic. Last one from Alexandra Watson today. As you look back at 18-year-old Brian and Joel, what would you say was your biggest pipe dream that you really thought would come true? I've, I've been with some women. 18-year-old Brian, that was a pipe dream at that point. <laughs> um... If you would have asked me when I was 18, I would have thought that at the age of be 35 here in a few weeks, yeah. um, two weeks from Wednesday, yeah. so if you're listening to this show, two weeks from today is my birthday, Yeah. 18-year-old uh, me would have thought I would be a play-by-play guy doing something, because mm-hmm. that was kind of my thing back then. Like I, I really wanted to go that direction, and I don't know, life kind of has steered me more towards the writing in which i i've always enjoyed i've got a thing from my local paper when i was like 17 it said joel coleman is headed in the right direction and it's got me like posed writing a story i guess that was more accurate than my prediction so but i think i, I would have guessed that i'd be a play-by-play guy of some kind i'd still love to do some baseball play-by-play yeah 
I don't know though. Like I had a, a, a dream. I, I didn't, you know, at 18, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. And I came up here, I majored in accounting my first year. I don't think that would have suited me very well. Um, and then I wanted to be a teacher after that, and I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know how that would have worked either. But um, Mr. Coach Haydad. Mr. Coach Haydad. I didn't want to be a coach. I wanted to be a teacher. Really? You didn't want to be a coach? I wanted to be a, uh, a professor. I was majoring in political science. I was like, this is this would be the life. Just come in, teach a couple days a week. Office, my office hours are Tuesday, 345 to 415. That's all. I'm, that's the only time I'm in the office. So, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know beyond that. I think if I was a baseball play-by-play guy, I'd kind of sound like Jeff Brantley. You probably would, yeah. You'd be Braves Cowboy. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show. We have got a uh, a good show lined up for tomorrow. We've got a, a special I'm, – I'm, I'm just going to hold on to the special guest because you just never know in this business. But it should be a really good interview tomorrow. Don't forget our Friday show. We've got uh, a deep dive into the 1998 uh, College World Series team. Our interviews are lined up for that one. I'll give those away. Brad Freeman and Brooks Bryan are going to join us talk about that that tremendous uh world series team that's sort of that's sort of lost to the sands of time a little bit so good show tomorrow good show friday we'll be uh, back with you for those for joel t coleman Woo. i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning well, on super talk mississippi Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.